and welcome to the Purple Chair. We have so many exciting things that are happening. In fact, I want to introduce our new co-host, Christy Turnbow. Hello. <laughs> Miranda has moved to another state and we're sorry to see her go and she's pursuing some educational opportunities. And so we kind of had a little break due to quarantine and so she kind of just made some life decisions which is exactly what she said she wanted to do within this next year and um, we just wish her the best but we welcome Christy and we have a lot of exciting things coming up and we hope that you will continue to tune in and join us and boy do we have a lot to talk about after being locked up for two months. Right. (laughs) Christy, how did you handle quarantine? You know, I handle it really well. I'm a homebody. (laughs) I like being home, so being quarantined really didn't bother me too much. It has been such a schedule change for me because we weren't really working from home, but we didn't have a lot of opportunities to do what I do as far as meeting with physicians and meeting with hospitals and meeting with nursing homes because we weren't allowed in. Mm -hmm. So my schedule changed. I really had to alter kind of everything how I do my job. But I know you work from home. I do. And um, so you kind of probably have your own kind of at-home schedule. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like wake up at a certain time? I only wake up at a certain time because my brain wakes up at a certain time. <laughs> I don't set an alarm per se, but my husband gets still gets up for work. And I'm the kind of person that once I wake up, there's no going back to sleep for me. I'm awake. I'm the same way. My husband can fall asleep in like three seconds, mm. but if I'm awake, I'm awake. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm just up. And I know like for me, <laughs> with my job, because we're national... And all of a sudden we have this influx of conference calls. And I found myself like I could have just kicked, got out of bed and went and taken those mm-hmm. calls. But I was like, no, I feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> I need to get dressed because even though they can't see me, I know. And I don't feel like I'm operating at my best if I'm not dressed for it for some reason. So I, it was a lot of mind games there for the first couple of weeks. I'm kind of the same way. If I stay in my pajamas all day, I kind of not want to do much right but if I made myself get dressed Mm -hmm. you know do something with my hair whether it's throw it up on top of my head as long as I get up and get myself some sort of ready ready prepared then I was more apt to get some things done at home right I'm exactly the same way and it was just such an out of the blue kind of thing I mean we knew that people were talking about coronavirus and COVID-19 but we had no idea what it would look like if it came to that Mm -hmm. so I think that you know being off of a normal routine really caused us to have to like think out of the box Mm -hmm. and have to really adjust our way of living because we were so busy and moving and always had somewhere to go and something to do and all of a sudden everything just completely stopped and it really I think helped us to evaluate some things Mm -hmm. and to just kind of reflect on maybe how we were living life before. I, I know one thing like in my house because we were busy our kids are pretty much grown so they kind of fend for themselves 99% of the time. And so Keith and I really didn't have to have this full grocery shopping and, you know, planning meals and things like that because we just, it was almost more money to do that Mm -hmm. than it would be just to grab something while we were out Mm -hmm. or something quick at home. So we didn't have like this, you know, 
shopping list and go and buy this and we didn't necessarily have to have milk or have to have cereal or have to have all those things. Our lives are just different now. And I think for the first time probably in five years, we have a full freezer, a full refrigerator, a full pantry, a full deep freeze. And I'm like, this is actually kind of nice because we don't really have to think about what we want for dinner. Mm -hmm. We can just pull something that's in the house. Mm -hmm. Have you cooked every meal since you've been home? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, my kids are 21 and 16, so they, through the day, they both have jobs. Right. So now I'm usually home by myself and I'll, you know, they usually are usually are not breakfast people, but they'll get lunch out or whatever. But I right. do cook pretty much every night for dinner because I feel like family dinner is just important to us. And that's our sit down time where right. every night we have that time set aside where we're together. Right. Eating together. Right. Because lives are crazy and we go all different directions, mm-hmm. but that's our come together time where we sit down and just have that meal together. That's our Sunday. Sundays are really where when you have adult kids that are in 50 different places, Sundays are the time that we can all, you know, kind mm-hmm. of regularly get together. So su- that's Sunday for us. And that kind of leads me into we just celebrated Mother's Day mm-hmm. and every year gets a little bit different for us because, like I said, every child of ours is in that stage of life where they're completing college, they're starting careers, they're, you know, they're getting married, some are having upcoming weddings. So we have just an array of different levels of where everybody is in their life and different, you know, stages of where everybody is in their life. What do you look forward most to or what is the most touching thing for you from your kids for Mother's Day? My kids know that buying me things is not the way to my heart. They don't have to buy me things. That's not me. That's not my love language from anybody. I don't expect anybody to buy me anything. Eli did, um, my 21-year-old, he did buy me some plants because I had been saying, you know, I, this I, my yard needed color. Right. I have bushes, I have trees, but I wanted some color. He went out and bought some plants, and he planted those things for me. Right. You know, and he did, he, he cooked, when we had, went to mom's house for dinner, he cooked all of the food. He didn't let me in the kitchen at all, you know, other That's than awesome. just to ex- instruct him how to put salad together and all <laughs> that stuff. But as far as the cooking and the the working part of that, he did it all for me. And that's amazing. I and that was just his way to honor me. Right, you know? right. And I think that's amazing. And I think it's even greater how your kids over over time, they really get to know the root of who you are. Because mm-hmm. my kids are always like, what do you want for this? Because you're all about experiences and, and time. And so you know, how do you want, mm-hmm. what do you want? Is there something specific? And, you know, I always just, it's hard to even say, like, mm-hmm. I don't, there's nothing I really ever want from them, them taking the time to spend the day with time. me. Mm-hmm. But they always are so thoughtful about exactly what they get. During quarantine, we had many projects going on around the house, and one of them was our backyard, new deck. And so we were beautifying all of that. And that's what they did. They contributed another piece to to that for Mother's Day and just some really great cards and, you know, mm-hmm. words of just, you know, encouragement and uh, thankfulness and things like that, gratitude. And that was way more than I could ever ask And don't for. you think it's great that as they get older, they start realizing exactly what their mothers do for them? Yes. I mean, I know me, I, I'm 44, and I, I realize now that I'm a mother and have been a mother for a while now. I realize all the sacrifices mm-hmm. that mo- mothers do for you. And it's not just 
doing your laundry, cooking, cleaning, all of that stuff. It's the nurturing part. It's the it's all that behind the scenes right. stuff that kids as they grow, they see that their mothers have given that to them right. and that they have molded them into the people that they are today. Right. I always tell people that you never know if you've done a good job being a parent until it's too late <laughs> because <laughs> until they start showing mm-hmm. these characters and integrity and humility until they start showing those characteristics in a more consistent basis you don't know if like did I did I instill this in them are they going to be able to be that good husband and father and things like that I mean you hope that they Mm -hmm. that they got your heart you know that they understood what why you did what you did but a lot of times you don't know that until they are just already mm-hmm. kind of doing their own thing. And so, I mean, I always say it's a bittersweet time for me right now as a parent because my kids are slowly just kind of moving on and mm-hmm. in, into their next stage of life. But I'm so proud because when I see them and I see them flourishing and working hard and having all of these priorities and their heads in the right place and they're, you know, focused on the right things, it's just so rewarding. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they realize how rewarding that is for us as parents. Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit just one-on-one, and I told you I wanted to bring this up in our podcast today about what things, I mean, we're kind of on the other side of parenting. Like if Mm -hmm. we would have been quarantined with some small kids, we probably would have had a totally different perspective. Mm -hmm. But how these last eight weeks, how we have been in a place in our life where we can reflect on like, had this happened for me or what other parents could be thinking or focusing on. I mean, I kind of feel a little bit, I don't want to say sorry, but I kind of feel the overwhelm you know the overwhelmed parent for some of these people that I know they've already Mm -hmm. had like all this time home with their kids they still have the whole entire Mm -hmm. summer and I'm sure in their minds they're thinking what in the world am I going to do Mm -hmm. some of them have less hours some of them have maybe you know decided to go from a dual working home that maybe now they've been home for eight weeks and they're thinking hey maybe we can do this maybe I can stay home Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that well it's uncharted territory absolutely we have not, nobody has been through anything like this. I know for me personally, what I have learned through this whole quarantine is to cherish the time. Because when your kids are little, you're run, 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 run. You got to get them here. You got to get them there. You have to make sure that you have to finish what you need to finish, Mm -hmm. where the places that you need to go. And on the flip side, you have to make sure that they have all of their stuff fulfilled too. And in that process, you you forget to cherish that time. Me, where I am in my life now, my kids are older, you know, and so now I'm just at the point where I'm thinking I'm cherishing this time I have left with them because it's not it's not that much time. No, it isn't. And I think, you know, it seems cliche because everybody tells you, and I know we we have a new great niece, and so we've told mm-hmm. her mom many times, like, <laughs> it goes so fast. Just make sure you live in the moment mm-hmm. and don't get overwhelmed with what everybody thinks you need to do or whatever advice everybody gives you. Don't get overwhelmed with that. And any struggle you're facing, you know, give it 24 hours, and you'll have a whole new perspective if you just, you know, don't don't bog yourself down. And, and, I, we, and we talked about this the other day. For new moms, there are parenting books out there. I mean, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they're great for advice. But just a little advice from moms who have raised their kids. Right. Your best advice is going to come from other moms. Right. And, some, and not everybody's experience is the same. Every child is different. Right. 
And I mean, I, just look at your two children. Look at my two children. They are complete opposites. opposites. Yes, complete opposites. And <laughs> just take a breath, moms. Don't yeah. <laughs> don't get overwhelmed. It will get better. I promise you it will get better. Right. And I wanted to share this story because I thought this was so important. You know, when Keith and I first got married, we were blending this family. We went, you know, from kind of having, you know, two children and kind of being able to do things mm-hmm. pretty easily. We had our own routines and then we blended this family and then of course expenses doubled. We needed more space, we needed more money to, you know, raise these children. And years later, you know, of course, you know, as we got more successful in our careers, we were making more money. So we were able to, you know, have season passes to Six Flags. Mm-hmm. We were able to start going on yeah. pretty, you know, amazing vacations and being able to afford, you know, just the more, I guess, um, instead of just kind of the, the minimum or the basic or the necessities. And one day we were sitting down with our kids. I think it might've even been on one of our vacations. And I asked them, I said, so what was your most favorite thing that we did when you were growing up? And this shocked me to my core. I know it shocked Keith to his too because they always wanted to do the fun, exciting things. So we as parents thought, okay, mm-hmm. well, we're, that's what we want to do because we want them to have that joy. Mm-hmm. We want them to have that experience. And they said, do you remember? Now, they wouldn't have known this, but they were like, do you remember when we used to just go to the park and you would take <laughs> like bread and little Debbies and we would just play and well, we did that because we didn't have any money, mm-hmm. you know? We didn't mm-hmm. have any money at all, but that was what they remembered. It's the time. It's the time. Mm-hmm. It's the investing in them. I always tell new moms this too, you know, that we want to give our kids the world, but what we don't realize in that moment is that we are their world. Mm-hmm. We are everything mm-hmm. that they need. And that just really put so much into perspective and now that my kids are on the flip side of it just like you said about mother's day they knew they were like you're all about experiences and having that moment of time together and sharing those special moments together and i thought you know i'm kind of proud of myself because we did good you know yeah. <laughs> we did good with these four grace and i my grace is 16 um, we had a conversation actually may have been yesterday or the day before. And she talks about mom, you know, all of our shopping trips we go on, you know, you would think that a 16 year old would think all the things you bought me, all the money. So right. she said, my, I, the things that I remember the most are being in the car and laughing about something, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. cause we feed off of each other. When she starts laughing, sure. I start laughing and then neither one of us can talk cause we're just right. laughing. And right. those are her favorite memories she has with me is just right. In the car ride, somebody said something funny, and we just laugh and laugh and laugh about it. That's right. what she remembers. And that, I mean, as a parent, even hearing you say that, that warms my heart yeah. because those are the things that are important. It wasn't, you know, spending thousands of dollars right. on a beach house and having to clean the whole week <laughs> that I thought wasn't a vacation, <laughs> and the kids loved it. But it wasn't that. It wasn't, you know, that we went anywhere grand or bought anything expensive. It was just when it was just simple. Yeah. So I wonder, I mean, I hear parents say a lot right now that my kids are so bored. They have a <laughs> jillion things they can do. We've got all this money worth of stuff. But could it be that the kids aren't just, they're they're saying that they're bored, but are they're they just, just wanting you? They're or are just, they just wanting your, your time. Atten- yeah, yeah, your attention. I mean, is it something that you don't have to take them or do anything with them? You just have to 
spend time be present intentional time Mm -hmm. with them you know plan things and so that's what we wanted to do this week is just really encourage mamas of course for sure and fathers that are having to kind of navigate this new normal really is what everybody's calling it a new normal that really sometimes the hardest things are really blessings in disguise and And I, i just i feel led to say you're doing a good job moms right whether you think you're doing a good job or not, you're doing a good job. Yes, you guys are doing a good job. And I think sometimes we fail to tell ourselves, we, yeah. we've raised some really great kids or they're really great or things that they do. They're really, you know, they're really um, excelling. And I had a part in that and just kind of, you know, encouraging yourself sometimes, especially when you're kind of isolated from everyone else that's seeing what you're doing day in and day out. And we just wanted to tell you guys that we're proud of you and keep yes. going. And we hope to bring you some more ideas and more insight from parents who have been there. And I want to challenge all the older moms like us who have older children that we've raised our children. We've gone through it. If you see a mom struggling, encourage her. Yes, yes. You know, no mom wants to be looked down on or, or made to feel like, they're not doing it right. Right. They're not doing a good job. Because they didn't do it like somebody else. <laughs> but I have made it a point, and I will make it a point this year, whenever I see a struggling mom, I just, you know, I'm like, I'm encouraged to encourage her. Yes. Yes. And that is so important because I think that's where, you know, when we were so busy and, and honestly really isolated at the same time, yeah. even when we were busy, and now we are in, you know, a lot of isolation, if we can just understand you know when you see that mama at walmart Mm. and she's got three or four kids with her you you can just tell it's Mm -hmm. been a rough one um just say hey you know we see you and you're doing a great job and this is not going to be you're gonna make it and trust (laughs) us one day you're gonna miss it you're gonna miss those those times even the ones that stress you out And we wanted to read just a scripture. I mean, there's tons of scriptures in the Bible about motherhood or mothering. And it's in Psalms 127, verse 3. And it says, Children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. And sometimes um, in the process, it doesn't really look like they're going to be that (laughs) because they're mischievous or they don't listen or whatever, whatever the issue might be. But trust me. there will be a day that you will see the fruit of all the labor Mm -hmm. that you invested in those children and, you know, the long nights and the staying up and praying that, you know, everything is okay, that God does hear those prayers and Mm -hmm. he is faithful. So it's time for What's Up Wednesday, and we're going to do our shout-outs. Christy, you can go first. I'm going to shout-out, do my shout-out to – Walmart workers, Walmart employees. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I have been in there a few times and they take a beating yes. with words. They just, I have heard customers in there just giving them what for because they don't have anything in stock or they're, or they you know, they have one of something. Right. <laughs> I've seen that recently and I was like, oh. But every time that I have witnessed this, the Walmart employees are just still so nice yes. and they're so, they're like, they have more patience than I do, quite yes. honestly, because. I we have, I mean, literally, I don't. And healthcare we, workers. Yes, oh, healthcare workers. Yes, and just the stress, and we're seeing a lot of them being laid off right now, mm-hmm. and I think that that is something that we all should be praying for because 
no one saw that coming right, during this, that right. the healthcare was going to be affected maybe even more than other, right. other businesses. And I just want to go back to Walmart. We, I think we have the best Walmart in, yeah. the, <laughs> in the whole world here. And um, it's William and his leadership team there, William, Misty, and all the managers. They just mm-hmm. do a great job with their yeah. employees yep, as well. Good. And my shout-out is to Clorox wipes. <laughs> I never – I took you for granted <laughs> – for so many years, <laughs> I would have one in my car, and it would be there for, you know, six, eight, ten months, <laughs> or one in the house, one in the car, and I thought I was good to go, and it has been such a blessing to start seeing mm-hmm. it, it back on the shelves, because I was really scared there for a bit, like, are we ever going to see actual Clorox wipes back on the counters? So I just want to say I appreciate uh, these businesses that I think that one thing that we have learned in quarantine is to appreciate some things mm-hmm. that we may not have appreciated before, mm-hmm. especially when you needed them, right. you know, like Clorox wipe. Thank you for joining us. And we have a lot of new content coming. And again, I'm so thankful to have Christy as my sidekick. We've known each other nearly all of our lives. Yeah. So trust me, we've got stories and we, <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.